0: Welcome to Love and Light with Denami. This is your host, Denami. Thank you so much for joining me and hanging in there for all these cliffhangers I keep giving you guys. Again, thank you for all the support and those who are following the story of my past life and so many others. We are discussing and talking about a past life story, but it's not just a story. It is very real for many of us. And in the last episode, I told you guys about my wedding. And then, of course, I left you with the cliffhanger of the woman in black. And I know you're all asking, who is the woman in black? And I'm about to tell you guys what you've all been waiting for. So let's jump right in to this episode with, again, if you if you're not familiar with what's going on, you need to go back to the beginning, listen to every podcast and come back and you will understand exactly what is going on. So have your popcorn and your drink because it is an amazing story of my past life. So, without further ado, the woman in black. Now, let me paint you guys a picture of the exact moment that I saw the woman in black. When I had woken up that morning, the morning after my wedding, the first day as a new wife, I was facing Milan in bed. I had jumped up at one point, was trying to make him breakfast. He pulled me back down into the bed and we stared at each other and we were facing one another and we were talking and laughing and things of that nature. And then at one point I rolled over and had my back towards Milan and when I did this We were just laying there in the bed because we were supposed to have been getting up to get our things ready because we were about to travel almost 800 miles. We were about to travel and we knew we had to get our horses ready and we just decided to lay there a little bit longer. And of course, my back is turned and right as I rolled over and my back was turned to Milan, I look in the corner of the room and there she was. I saw the woman in black. Now, I look... I look back and forth. I look at her and then I turn back and go, Milan, who is that woman? He said, who? And I said, the woman, the woman right there, the woman in that black dress. And he said, are you still dreaming? He was confused. He had no idea what I was talking about. I look back at him and I said, you don't see her. And right as I turn, she's gone. So of course, now I sound crazy. Because I just was trying to point to the corner. And I was trying to tell Milan that there was a woman standing right there. But he didn't see her. He didn't see her. So, of course, I jump up out of bed. Somewhat startled. But also curious and intrigued by what I had just seen. And I said to him, I have to find my mother immediately. So, I jumped out of bed. And I got ready. And now... This woman in black is what I would like to call an invader. You know, this gift I have, well, it can be a blessing and a curse. And sometimes these divine souls decide to just visit and invade your space and show up when they like. So... You know, most of the time, showing at, you know, when they would show up at random times and they would just be sitting there staring at me, of course, growing up when I would see these kind of divine souls, they normally had a white light around them though. And she, the woman in black, did not have a white light around her. So I was very startled by this, but at the same time, intrigued. And I tried to figure out, you know, who was this person? What did she want? Why is she there? And of course, my first instinct was go to my mother. My mother will help me. She my mother will tell me who this might be. So this was the first time I had ever seen a divine soul that did not have a white light. So of course I got dressed and I was in a hurry and went straight to find my mother. Now, I found my mother and I spoke to her and I said, "Mother, I have to tell you what I've seen. And she said, what did you see Zina? I said, there was a person and she was standing in the corner wearing a black dress, staring at me and mother, she didn't scare me, but she looked sad and she didn't have a white light. I believe that she's from the undivine is what I told my mother. I said, I don't know her, but she looks oddly familiar. And I really don't understand why she was there. And of course to you know to paint a picture for you guys you have to understand this is in the 1300s and my first instinct was the reason why this woman was there and she was an undivine spirit because she didn't have a white light around her the whole reason why she was there was it was it because i lost my purity that night was it because i i had you know, submitted to my husband and because he and I, you know, shared a bed together that night. Was that the reason why she was there? I was nervous. I had no idea why this woman was there. And so I explained all these things to my mother and my mother laughed at me and she said, child, that's not the reason why she was there. She says, but I do want you to explain to me exactly what the woman looks like. So of course I told my mother what the woman looked like. I mean, explaining in great detail from what she was wearing and what the shape of her face was and the color of her hair. And my mother looked straight at me and said, "Zena, the mother, the, the woman you're talking to me about, the, she sounds a lot like Milan's mother, Nina. Instantly, it hit me. The woman standing in the corner was my new husband's mother. She was the one in the court. She's the one in the black dress, but why wasn't she in the white light? Instantly I asked my mother this, and my mother said, "Child, you have to remember. Nina died during the birth of her daughter Ella. She very much wanted to continue living in this life. She probably never left." And that is what my mother told me. So instantly I knew I needed to find Ella. Ella was Milan's little sister. And she is the first person that I knew I needed to speak to. So I didn't want to go empty handed, of course. And I knew that I was going to need to go and speak to Ella. And so, therefore, I was going to have to go to Milan's father's house, Holgar. And I knew I was not going to go empty-handed, so I made some bread that morning. And then, of course, I walked over to Hil- uh, Holgar's home where Ella would be. With fresh bread in my hand, in hopes of finding Ella, I found Holgar. He was sharpening his axe and he had a large pile of wood that he had been splitting. I approached him asking if I could visit with Ella. He said, My sweet new daughter, you'd not need, you never need to ask to be here. This is your home and we're family. He hugged me and I kissed him on the cheek. Now, when I kissed him, I politely thanked him for his kindness and I gave him the bread that I had baked. But when I kissed his cheek, I felt weakness. Something came over me and I felt sick. Holgar's cheek was clammy and his face seemed pale. I asked him if he was feeling well. He responded with, Nothing a little ale won't fix. I said, Well, you said yourself that I'm your daughter and I wouldn't be a good daughter if I didn't tell you to make sure you at least eat some of my bread with that ale. <laughs> He smiled and he said, indeed, my child, I will. He smiled, giving me a second hug. And he said, you're going to find Ella frolicking in the tulips. And he pointed to the north and said, she's that direction. So, of course, I ran off and sure enough, I found Ella. I found her. Exactly where her father said she'd be. And I asked her to walk with me. And as we walked, I asked her to tell me everything she knew about her mother, Nina. Now, remember, Ella's mother died at childbirth. So everything that she knew about her mother was what she had been told by her father and by her brother. I listened to Ella speak about her mother. And as, and I really felt horrible because at this point, I thought, why did I neglect asking her until now? You know, and as Ella spoke about this amazing woman, my heart was so full of love for a woman I had never even met. She sounded like an angel. And I knew Ella had been her mother's child because Ella was just as sweet and just as kind. Ella was a gentle, beautiful, innocent soul. And I had known Ella since childhood, and at this moment at this very moment, I was saddened because I hadn't asked her before about Nina, and I feel like I should have, but I was there now, and I was asking her and of course, you know we we always def, you know Growing up, we always deferred from conversations like this. Milan had had multiple conversations with me, telling me about his mother, but we never spoke about her in front of Ella because I believe we we wanted to hide this from Ella. We didn't want to upset her, so we would never really speak about her mother growing up. So at this moment, here we were, young women. I had just married her brother the day before, and Ella was telling me about this amazing woman. And I was saddened because I realized that woman was there because something was going on and she needed to speak to me. I never told Ella at that moment that I had seen the woman in black. I just simply needed to know about the woman in black. So I left Ella B and I went and I returned home. I had spent the majority of that morning with Ella and I was feeling very sad when I left her. Because I knew in a few days that Milan and I would be leaving to the east and I wasn't going to see her again, or at least for a very long time. In learning about her mother, Nina, well, I realized that that woman in the black was most definitely Nina. And I decided to go back down by the water's edge near my home to walk with my spirit. Now, walking with your spirit meant reflecting on your emotions and thoughts, speaking to your gods in silence. Asking questions to the divine and praying that they would answer. And if you were lucky enough, the divine spirit would answer back. Now, I'm going to leave. I'm going to stop the episode right here for you guys. So at this point, I've spoken to my mother. My mother told me that she believes that this woman in black is Nina. And then, of course, I wanted to know more about Nina. So I went to go and visit Ella And I obviously, I didn't want to go and upset my new husband and talk to him about it quite yet. So I, you know, I went and visited Holgar, um, my new father, my, um, my new sister, I went over there and spent a little time with them, took fresh bread to Holgar, and things were really starting to come together. But at the same time, I'm seeing things, feeling things differently. This was a very different time. And. You know, the woman in black did not have the white light and Holgar seemed like something might be wrong, but I never asked him. And then, of course, Ella, she was one of my best friends as a child. And I was going to be leaving soon and I was missing her. And I just wanted to know what did that woman in black want from me? But I did most definitely, I did realize it. The woman in black was Nina. So at this point, I do know. The woman in black is Nina. I knew with every ounce of my being that the woman I saw was my husband's dead mother. And I'm going to leave it right there. And once again, so in this episode, I featured myself, of course, um, Zena. I featured also Ella, which her name is Allison in this life. We call her Allie. And she, I have met, I have met her. So There are two persons from this story that have been found in real time. Holgar, we have not found yet. So uh, as of right now, I do know Holgar. I know his character. I know who he is. I know who he was then. And in this story, I have put him and brought him to life in this story. But as of right now, we do not know who he is in real time. But I will keep you guys very much. I will keep you posted about that. Again, I'm sending each and every one of you lots of love and light. Thank you for joining me and I will talk to you all very soon. Bless be.